Hi, my name is Gregory Kirchhoff. I'm the writer and director of Dusky Paradise. You're listening to Down the Hall Podcast. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> that was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Well, welcome into another week of Down the Hall Podcasts. I am not joined by Rodney. Rodney's not here. Like, I woke up this morning and I, you know, it was a little quiet in the house and I, I didn't think anything of it. In fact, it was refreshing. It was nice not to have to hear him. Uh, and then, as the day progressed, I realized I don't think he's around. Lyndon, have you have you seen him? I haven't seen him around here. Not recently. Okay, he doesn't frequent Ashford all that all that N- often. Not, not that frequently, but I've uh, kept my eye out. Okay, well, he's uh, he's on a work trip. Uh, is is the truth of the matter? He is uh, he's not here. However, he will be joining us for the back half of this episode because we have pre-recorded. Um, a very special surprise for you, the listeners. But before we get to any of that, uh, we are down the hall podcast. Uh, my name's Chet. I'm joined here by Lyndon. Peekaboo. What we do every week <laughs> is we help you take back movie night um, because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. Uh, so what we hit you with each week is a movie recommendation. So you can take that movie night right back. Um, and Lyndon, uh, you know, we recently said that if we had an extra 115 hours, uh, we would have gotten behind a certain cause. Do you want to explain what that was? So on the last episode, one of our listeners, Tiffany, got in contact to say her brother uh, with um, his three kids and his wife, they'd, they'd had a house fire and they started a little GoFundMe page. And I think we've built up a really nice community with Down the Hall and we suggested and we shared um the GoFundMe page on our, our social media. And it's just had a really nice reaction. Uh, so I would spend 115 hours just spending more time with down the whole community and saying, thank you for being lovely people. Yeah. You know what? It's fun. Uh, it's what makes the show so great uh, for us to do is, is the, the community of fans and people that we get to interact with each week. Um, and usually it's a more lighthearted ways that we interact with them, but sometimes when it's a situation like this, it's nice to see people kind of rally together behind a cause and respond to this. This is now the second time we've seen uh, the down the hall community come behind some sort of a, a cause. And this one, obviously one that is, uh, is very important to one of the listeners in particular. And so, yeah, this week definitely want to remind you that if you haven't yet, maybe go check out either Facebook or Twitter where we've shared that GoFundMe page. If you can give any bit uh, towards that, I'm sure it would help. And uh, I know Tiffany would be very appreciative. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. It's on site. And here we go. All right, Lyndon, now to, uh, to why we're here. Uh, we, like we said, we, we take back movie night every week by searching through Netflix and Amazon prime and HBO and all the accessible things. And we found, well, you found a true deep dive movie night pick, uh, available on Amazon prime. That movie is called dusky paradise. What is it that you do? Nothing really. I eat, I drink, I sleep. What is that like? Perfect. I thought you don't talk to people. I don't. Who is she? 
I'm Zoe. Jacob. So this movie is only an hour and 16 minutes long. Uh, it is a comedy drama. Uh, definitely moments of both. Uh, you, like I said, you can find it on Amazon Prime. The cast is uh, definitely not anyone you would have seen before, I'm guessing. Um, Kez Baxter, Martin Umbach, or Umbach? Umbach. 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 I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's all I've got. Oh, all right. Well, that's all they had, too. That's the entire song. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Mark, Martin Umbach, uh, Charlotte Krenz, and directed by Gregory Kershoff. Uh, this is actually his nice. debut feature film. He actually wrote this as well. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more about and from Gregory Kirchhoff. Uh, but before we do that, and what was this movie about, Lyndon? So this really is a deep find. I think when I described it to you guys, uh, I described it to how you guys find, found Night Owls. And it's a really exciting find. So the film itself uh, follows a young man called Jacob, uh, who's got a really apathetic attitude and he spends the film living in his uh, deceased parents' holiday home with their turtle. And he seems to have like, forgotten how to interact with other living things almost, especially as a newly adopted turtle. And through initially forced interactions with his new neighbour, Matteo, and local girl, Zoe, he starts the process of rebuilding himself. And the film is only got the, the three characters, so Jacob, Zoe, and Matteo. But so, it is a really lovely film and the the interaction between the characters and how they grow and the the film itself is punctuated almost by moments without do- dialogue uh, that are often much more evocative than the dialogue itself and it's got a lot of um, really funny or like funny funny awkward moments as well and to think this is a, a debut film uh, from a young filmmaker and how it looks and how the film's crafted is truly impressive oh absolutely i mean so this is one that you definitely i mean i i certainly would have just scrolled right on past or never have seen it's you know it's that much of a deep find and Lyndon had had exposure to it prior to this and he let us know hey this is one you definitely going to check out so just being honest i kind of put it off for a little bit and then i okay i have to get to that i have to get to that and finally i sat and i watched it and it took me like three minutes before i was roped in and uh this one is uh it's definitely one that stands out above the rest in terms of what you would consider a low budget film to probably be like we have a a space in our minds where we think this is what a low budget film should look like or should feel like or how i should come away from it thinking and this i think breaks through all of that uh this was fantastically done uh definitely worth everyone's movie night this week it's it's short it's accessible it's a good story I found the interaction between um, the two main characters, Jacob and Matteo, to be very similar to like Matt Damon and Robin Williams in uh, in Goodwill Hunting, yeah. um, and so that was what I took away from it. I loved it. Um, I gave this movie a high seven, like bordering an eight, because I liked the dialogue that much and the conversation, how that all went. Uh, what about you, Lyndon? Yeah, I'm 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 the same. I think it's just missing out on an eight for me. And in fact, you'll find when we discussed with the the director Gregory himself later it's a really strong three-hander and um this is where Rodney would, really... would beg you to explain what you just said three three-hander <laughs> three-hander so it's, it's the film's only got three characters There's okay no, no one else in the film so it's not three-hander so it's three three characters and uh yeah it's really well written really well made and I think how I sold it to you, Chet, I think I said, when you go to these, I saw it at a film festival, an independent film festival, Rain Dance 2016, 
And sometimes when you go to these film festivals, films are trying too hard to be impressive and make an impact. So sometimes you just see a really nice, well-made film that's a brush of fresh air, which this film totally was. And it was my favorite film of the festival. Okay. So, all right. Yes, absolutely. And so the uh, the IMDb score, so I have to do Rodney's job this week because he's off gallivanting, uh, making bad decisions, I'm sure, uh, is uh, <laughs> the IMDb score is a 7.2, um, which is, you know, very high. I mean, it doesn't have a ton of reviews because it's criminally underseen, as we would have described Night Owls as being as well. Uh, so it's good that you kind of tied those two together. I think that's very similar for us. Um, but 7.2, those who have seen it like it a lot. And I think it's, like we said, worth your time. We were saying how positive the Down the Hall community is. I think if anyone from Down the Hall community sees this film and watches it, leave it a little rating on IMDb. That would be really nice. Let's boost those numbers. And I, I did notice, looking at the film, that it hasn't got enough uh, reviews to be listed on Rotten Tomatoes yet, which is criminal for a film of this standard, I think. And we, even if Rodney was here... He wouldn't even be able to explain how Rotten Tomatoes works. No, that's true. Not that he ever could. So yeah, Exactly. Um, Lyndon uh, actually set up an interview with Gregory Kirchhoff, which is something that we do have pretty often on Down the Hall, our you know, guest interviews, actors, directors, writers. Um, so we're going to be getting to that in a little bit. But before we do that, uh, Lyndon, you have the best and worst reviews. Okay, yeah. So as always, we start with the worst review. So we end on a positive. The worst review comes from the publication called The Edge. And I say it's the worst review, but still overall, it's not that negative at all. And it says in an hour and a half of something idling on actually quite motivational, only slightly missing the mark with a minimalistic approach bordering on mundane. Um, so I don't think that's that negative. And it's saying it's actually almost motivational, but just missing the mark. And for some people, fair enough. But for me, this hits the mark quite comfortably. Yep, definitely. It, you know, no part of me, even as I knew we were going to be interviewing Gregory, like no part of me had to think, okay, what complimentary things can I find in this to be able to have a good conversation about? Like that was n never entered my brain because I liked the movie that much where I just enjoyed the story. I, I, I felt like the characters were very real. Um, I felt like the story was very real. I felt like it hit, it hit home in certain ways of, you know, kind of, what it means to kind of process through certain aspects of grief and how you it then, you know, hits how you, uh, how you perceive life. And Mateo, his character being one who's like seasoned and traveled and very cultured and just the dichotomy there of the dialogue I, I loved. And so definitely, yeah. definitely think that, uh, you know, as even though this review isn't too, too bad, I, I think that I, I, I'll give it more credit than what the edge decided to give. Yeah. I think the edge are a bit harsh with the use of the word mundane. I think that's very harsh. I think the film is uh, Jacob's journey and how he is quite humorously apathetic character and how he, the experiences with the other two characters affect his character. Uh, it's, it's a lovely, lovely film. Uh, Lyndon, it's, uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, you sound a lot like a, uh, a film critic yourself. Uh, <clears throat> because, you know, I don't know if our listeners know this. I think they probably gathered this before, but you, you do write for uh, a, a a film website and you also are on IMDb on more than one film uh, as one of the reviewers. And this happens to be an example of that. So what did Sir Lyndon Wells have to say about this movie? Well, Sir Lord Lyndon of top 10 films.co.uk and, and, and probably and of down the whole podcast in the best review of Dusky Paradise described it as uh, 
a comedy drama that is sweet and realistic portrayal of finding a way back into life. I like that. Yeah, I I like that too. That took me. I was impressed when I I was impressed myself. I gave myself a pat on the back when I came up with that. Now, when you say best review, do you mean like it was the most positive, or that you just felt like it was the best written review? I I think that goes for both. That's fair. That's totally fair. And Uh, also, I came up with the great line in the review. I was quite proud of. I said the title "Dusky Paradise" is an oxymoron, much like the main character and the film itself. Well done. I don't know. I don't know. That's not slant territory. (laughs) Ooh, you. Well, we'll see. After Rodney listens to this, uh, he'll he'll text us and he'll give us his his uh, his take on it. Um, Future Rodney, please let me know. Was that slanty of of Lyndon or or was he in the clear? Uh, But anyway, so as we move along this episode, we are uh, happy to be joined by Gregory Kirchhoff. What I love about this interview that we had, Lyndon, thank you for setting it up, was we got to hear the story of this filmmaker's debut, which this film does not feel like a debut film it feels like one that's done by you know a very experienced director writer um what they're able to pull off and we hear about the setting the beautiful setting is definitely one of the aspects of the movies that stands out to you when you watch we hear him talk about that we hear him talk about how he got the cast together all the work that had to go into with the entire crew um Lennon, you know there are definitely aspects of it that stood out to me i think for me one of the biggest parts was that this was done almost completely voluntarily by everyone involved yeah. Yeah, it's it's really impressive how it like no none of the actors were paid. It's a voluntary process, and uh, it's using a family home to film the feature. And it, the fact it's a debut feature it just looks so professional. And I, I also think it's worth mentioning, uh, especially as Rodney's not here, that uh, Chet does a lot of work for Down the Hall podcast. He does a lot of the editing. Uh, he set up until this day. He set up all the interviews. And at the beginning of this year, Chet set me and Rodney the challenge of organizing at least one interview so i just want to say listen to this interview i think it's great and i'll beat you to it rodney that's one nil me you did beat rodney to it but the, the challenge still exists for rodney it's not over future rodney i'm pretty sure i can get another one before you get one. Ooh, i like that yeah that works for me you can do that you can do that all day long all right so let's turn things over to uh gregory kershoff writer and director of dusky paradise So we're very lucky to be joined by the writer-director of this week's recommendation, uh, Dusky Paradise. And so I'd like to introduce the writer-director, Gregory Kirchhoff. How are you, Gregory? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. Obviously, this is a film we're all very excited to be recommending. Uh, Can you tell us how the the journey to making the film began? Uh, Sure. Um, I think this, I mean, we, we shot the film in 2014, so it's actually been, um, um, it's been out there for a while. It did take us quite a while to finish the film. Um, I guess I, I was 21 at the time. I, I just got out of film school and I wow. uh, was a very impatient to get going. Um, and I was uh, recommended by, by a number of, you know, like teachers and uh, other students um, to kind of start slow and start doing some shorts and um, getting your name out there that way. But um, I was a little impatient, uh, and I uh, decided to um, go straight to um, to the feature-length film. And I got a bunch of friends together. Um, I I basically wrote wrote the script, and then I just got a few people together, close friends of mine, um, and asked them if they want to make this film with me. And uh, they all c- kind of came on board w- without getting paid. And um, 
that's <laughs> that's kind of the, the way to make or possibly <laughs> the only way I thought I could I could make my first film at, at that age because no no one, no one's really going to give you money at, at 21 uh, when you're trying to make a um, a slow kind of um, peaceful film like this one. Oh, I know all about that. Rodney and Lyndon uh, have no idea that I get paid and they, they've signed up to this and they don't, they don't get anything. Uh, doing <laughs> I, I've right always you. thought you were weirdly invested. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought like, man, he puts in the time. Um, so when you say that you had friends uh, join you in this, what were some of the roles they played? Was it uh, behind the scenes stuff or are you talking about uh, the people who played Jacob and Mateo as well? Uh, no, this was um, the people behind the scenes. So um, this is mainly my two two of my closest friends and uh, people who I'm working closely with um, uh, today as well. Um, they were the the producers, and I guess you could uh, basically one of my one of my closest friends. He was uh, my assistant director. He was the producer. Um, he was kind of you know like everything you could be on on a film set. Um, and then my other producer was the. Uh, Oh God! What's the? How do you? How do you say that in in English? The the production manager. Um, so basically, we had we had a, we had very few people doing uh, many different jobs at the same time. Now, were, were there ever any moments where you know inevitably there are moments of, of maybe stress or you know imposed deadlines that you had? Were there ever any moments where because you knew people were doing this as a joint effort to to you know I guess as a favor but more more so without being paid ultimately were there ever any moments where you felt caught between wanting to put a little pressure on versus knowing that really these people were going above and beyond for you Totally yeah 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 um I mean definitely I I I think I tried to um to solve that that problem inside my head by by doing the most I could, like the most work I could also, you know, like I, I was also doing all the, all these other jobs, you know, I wasn't just being the, the director on the, like I was, even though the director, I guess does kind of uh, is in charge of everything, but I, I did do all the, you know, also some like, like more annoying tasks or like just, you know, um, I basically tried to try to do what everyone else was doing. And this way everybody realized that I was in it just the same way they were. And it was, um, and like I said, it's because it was, uh, you know, close people, close friends. Uh, I never really got, I never felt that much pressure because I knew that they were happy to to do it, you know. So can I uh, ask a question? Does that also apply to uh, your two, your two lead actors, or your three lead actors and actresses in this, in this movie? Uh, and if not, like, how did you end up finding them? And, you know, was there, was it difficult to convince them to, to kind of jump on the project as well? Um, that was a completely random process. Um, I basically, uh, um, I, I just like with the crew, I realized I, I wasn't going to be able to pay any of the actors either. So, um, I have, I basically, and this is, you know, I, I, I've said this before and then I, I got a little bit uh, into trouble because apparently it's not a nice thing to say that you want to avoid the agents. Um, but, uh, base, that's, that's basically what I tried to do. I, um, I just watched, um, just a, a, a lot of, um, show reels online and I went through all the agencies. I looked at all the actors and uh, just hundreds and hundreds of actors. Um, and basically what I would do is I would um, try to find them online and send them a, like a private personal message and say that I would like to uh, do like a Skype um, audition. And uh, so I, I ended up uh, meeting all of these three people on Skype and I, uh, I, I never met them before. I, I didn't even see them face to face, um, uh, before we went on set. So, um, it was a totally random, random, uh, 
kind of experience. And uh, it was weird for everybody, I felt, uh, because no one really knew what to think of this project because it was such a weird way to, to do everything. This is definitely the kind of film that needs um, that needs the actors to to really perform because it's it's just it's a character piece, so it's it's all about the actors. Um, and in the end, I I was blown away by um, how lucky I was to have found found them. I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think um, I mean it's a very character driven movie, and I feel like you know when I think about this movie, they they did such an unbelievable job. I think that's what really elevates this movie from from the time that it was that Chet and and Lyndon recommended it to me. I think the acting. I was completely confused. I would have, I'm completely caught off guard even that they did it on a volunteer basis. That's, uh, they did an unbelievable Absolutely. job. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, it's just something I'm, I'm thankful for. But, but then again, um, you know, all three of them, um, have, have, you know, said that this was one of their favorite projects that they've worked on. So, uh, it was kind of a, it, in the end, it was a win-win situation because everyone was very happy about the experience. And so I, there's no hard feelings, but just like, um, we all feel very happy to have made this film together. I first saw the film at the Rain Dance Film Festival in 2016, where it was my favourite film of the festival. Uh, it was an independent film festival. You get a lot of very heavy, difficult-to-watch films, and this was just a nice, fresh of fresh air and a really nice film. And I remember you saying, because I saw you at the festival, uh, Kez Baxter, who's the main, the main actor in it, he's a very apathetic character. And I think some of the feedback you kept having to give him was to act less, which I thought was quite funny. Could you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, um, I had this, uh, the way I just explained it to you, like I never met Kes before. Um, yeah. And uh, basically when, when he arrived um, uh, in Spain, he, uh, he, we picked him up from the airport and the guy was over two meters tall, uh, which, which, which I had no idea about. And, and my, my cameraman is, is you know, not, not that tall. So we, we realized we were going to face some problems. Um, but then not, it wasn't only his, like his, his like physical appearance, but it was also, he's just like the most like fun and active and happy persons to have around and not like the character Jacob in any way. <laughs> and, uh, what we realized was that we really have to find, had to find a way to, to calm him down a little bit and to get, get the, ex his excitement for life to get it completely, um, to, to just get rid of it completely. And, um, I realized very quickly that we had to, um, we had to really just that I, I, I really, I kept having to tell him to really do try nothing with your face. And that, which is always a hard thing to say to an actor, because, um, you know, the actor, he's, he wants, you know, he wants to act, he wants to, you know, express his feelings and stuff. But for this character, it was really important to, to not feel, uh, to not see anything. But I think um, I think this was even harder through through that kind of style of acting to to feel what he's going through, and I think he did that in a, uh, he did that really well, and I was really impressed by what he did um, by by do, with doing so little and, and showing so much um, at the same time. I thought that was very impressive. And when you had the you shot like maybe the first scene between uh, Kez and Martin. Did you realize you had something special? Because they're like, oh, like Martin, the way he plays Mateo is like the polar opposite to Kez, and it's really, really nice balance. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I would lie if I said that it was like perfect from the very beginning. Um, because it's uh, the way we shot the film was because, of course, we have three three characters, and uh, the way we shot the film was we started the we had, we had three weeks of shooting, 
Um, so we had the first week just with Kez, which was a very kind of awkward and weird week because it was just Kez standing in the garden or falling in the pool and yeah. not act- basically not doing anything with his face the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of a weird uh, week. And then um, in the second week, we had um, Martin. And I think that first day uh, when they when they met and when they started acting, I think Kez was a little thrown because he just did a week of shooting with himself basically um and then suddenly there was a person and i think and that may have definitely helped because we tried to shoot chronologically so the first scene that we did was them actually meeting yeah and this is actually the day they also met so and you do kind of feel that distance in the beginning so i'm actually really happy how it worked out but in the beginning there was a little bit of a distance between martin and kez and just the same the way we shot it was we tried to keep it really one scene after the other and you could see, really see them developing um, kind of a relationship on screen, but also uh, uh, off screen, which was kind of like the ideal way to go about it. But in the beginning, we did feel a little bit of, I remember that first day um, when they met, it was, uh, you know, there was quite a bit of tension and, and, and it didn't feel as, as light as the previous week. But in the end, I think it, it definitely serves the film. I, you know, I think Rodney and I both had a couple uh, questions regarding the story itself. Um, I think that, you know, as Lyndon mentioned, you know, he, when you go to these these types of festivals, and I've been to one or two here, um, you know, you, you see a lot of films, and and you know, it's not, it, it's probably being the director of one, you're you're less likely to, you know, maybe you, you're probably more likely to appreciate appreciate some of those films more than maybe maybe we would as just your you know casual audience. But looking yeah. at a lot of those, you know, it, just being frank a lot of them tend to be pretty brutal <laughs> and, and, yeah. you know, you're trying to get through them and you're, you're trying to appreciate the art and you're trying to understand that people have put their, their heart and soul into this. And you're trying to find things redeemable about, you know, about the films. Um, but then when you see one like Dusky Paradise, it's very easy for us to have recommended it this week. This one is, is a fantastic, is a fantastic film that sucks you in. You care about the characters, you care about the dynamic it's conversation driven, but that's what makes it great. There's scenes where there is no conversation and those are fantastic as well. And I mean, everything about it, I, I genuinely loved. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I think for me, one of the, one of the elements that, that I found uh, really intriguing or drawing that drew me in was the setting itself. Um, and then mm-hmm. now that I'm sitting here thinking that it was a no budget or low budget, I'm curious who's, whose home is that? And can and now I know that you're in Spain on vacation. I'm thinking <laughs> if that's where you're at. Oh my God, am I jealous? Um, yeah, this this is actually. I mean, this is this is something I I, um, uh, I knew I I I could only make this film if if I um, if I kind of find the things that I can I can use uh, without having to pay that much money. So uh, yes, this um, this is the house uh, that I grew up in. Um, and it's basically yeah, it's like our family home. Wow! Yeah, it's, lovely. It's it's, def- it's a great place. And I I always thought, oh my god, this has to be like this has to be in a film. And then one day I woke up and I said, and I thought, oh my god, I'm a filmmaker now. Maybe this could be in my film. Um, and then uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how it how how it happened. But also all the other locations around um, that that you can see in the film, all of them are kind of. Um, places that friends recommended or um where we didn't have to pay any money or didn't have to sign any you know any agreements to shoot there or anything so 
that kind of gave us the freedom. Uh, the, the fact that I grew up on this island gave us the freedom to make this film this cheaply. That's um, no. Now I'm incredibly jealous. I don't know if I have enough questions left, other than just wanting to know <laughs> how I ask you to to let me. Yeah. Wow. Go wh- there. What a generous offer for you to have extended to us just now to come and stay there. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, uh, Lyndon. Like uh, like I said, I I, I think I wrote. I mean, we had some. We wrote to each other on Twitter. I think when you watched, uh, when you gave us such a nice review um, after the rain dance, and I always felt like, oh my god, I have to uh, pay this guy back somehow. So, well, <laughs> well right. to bring in the kids as well, that'd be great. Linda, cancel oh. the trip to Boston. We're we're going to Spain. <laughs> oh yeah, bring them all. Bring them all. All kids, everything. Very welcome. Are you are you happy for me to bring all my brothers and sisters? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think you know that he has 12 of them. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's, that's a big family. I mean, we can try, try to find a way to to make the sound Uh, of music. Yeah. Yeah. I just had one more question. Obviously this was your first feature film. Was it pretty exciting? So I know you won a couple of awards for it as well. I know you won at the, something at the national film awards and these evolution film festival. Yeah. 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 So that's, it must be pretty exciting getting a couple of awards for your uh, first feature film. Absolutely. Uh, this, the whole, the whole project was, um, kind of just a dream. First of first of all, of course it was a, a dream come true, but then it, it also just turned into something so great. Um, um, and everything that came after the film was, such a bonus. I mean, I remember we, we shot the film and we never even thought about where it could go. That wasn't never even a, a conversation. Uh, we just wanted to make a film to try try out what we could do and see where it takes us. And then uh, when we got into Raindance and, and a couple of these festivals and also into some of the competitions, uh, it was just such a such a great feeling. And then when uh, of course, it's it's still a very small film, also quite a short film. It's not easy to find distribution. But then when we uh, launched it on Amazon Prime and, and we started seeing really thousands of people in America and in England and Germany um, watching it, um, that was just such a great feeling. And we never really considered that it would go anywhere. And then it really reached a lot of people. And, and we also getting a lot of um, just great feedback. So it's it's just been just been a great great ride yeah i bet that must, yeah, that must be great and what have you uh working on now um basically after um after dusk paradise i i did a film um a german film it was it's a it was a german uh, comedy uh which was uh, supposed to be a tv movie but then we uh, ended up casting uh, quite a big german actor um you probably don't know him. He's a he's a bit of a legend in Germany. His name is Dieter Hallerform, uh, which kind of allowed us to get the film into cinemas. Um, um, so that was in 2016, I think, just after uh, Raindance, actually, yeah. um, when the film um, went to cinemas in Germany. And then I uh, basically decided to um, found a production company with. Um, one of my one of the producers of Dusky Paradise, Sophie um, Florentine Klötzner, um, and we are now uh, developing two films: one German, one English. And with the other producer of Dusky Paradise, I am currently developing uh, a TV show. Wow, busy man! Oh uh, yeah, well, it sounds busy, but then when you when you wait for all these things to happen, you know, it, it, it just takes ages. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to stay busy. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> 
<clears throat> uh, that's, that's all fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm glad Lyndon asked that question. We were going to, we always want to know what's coming up next. You know, it's, uh, we, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, as, as I mentioned to you before, we're, we're going to transition into sort of the, the more, uh, funny in nature, um, kind of rapid fire questions we have for you. But, uh, before we do that, um, I do want to say again that, you know, one of the, the pleasures I have of, of doing down the hall podcast is being able to talk to such creative people, uh, like yourself and to be able to gain the perspective of someone who now directed and, and wrote a film and is the process of what that looks like moving forward. Um, so, you know, to you, it, it's, it's your life. It's something you do every day to us. It's something we love and are fascinated by. So I want to thank you again before we go any further uh, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Also for, uh, I, I really appreciate that you, I mean, that you do this in general, because I think it's very important, but also um, uh, thanks again for helping us, uh, you know, push our film a little bit because uh, not many people, not many people know about Dusky Paradise. And I hope that we'll get some more people to watch it on Amazon or Vimeo. Yeah, we hope so too. And it's uh I think I've said to you before, it's easy to be a cheerleader for a film that's this good. Thank you. Wow, what a, what a great ending note. <laughs> All right, well, hey, well, we do have one more thing here. We got to go into yes, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the, questions. the yes, rapid fire questions, which, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is where things get crazy. So I hope you're ready. Um, oh, God. Yes. Okay. So, so basically, we're just going to go right through them. Um, you know, give us whatever answer comes to mind. We we vow to not uh, respond. We're just going to go to the next question each I, time. Um, we try and vow. Yes, we try. But um, okay. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First question: What food do you never get sick of eating? Uh, <laughs> sp- nah, that's so wrong. Uh, I guess this is not a good start to the game. Wait, you're gonna have to. Okay. okay. This is the magic of editing. It's not yeah. live. This is not live. <laughs> you, shit, you guys can you can edit. That's perfect. Yeah, All yeah. Right. You know how okay. often Chet oh, has to do this you, for me. You know what? I I'm just gonna edit Lyndon out of this entire episode. So yeah. trust me. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Not again. Okay, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. Well, I already I already asked the question, so you can just whatever answer you have for what what food do you never get sick of eating? Okay, I'm gonna say a weird one. It's Spanish pipas. Help us understand what that is. I promised we wouldn't ask follow-up questions, but but it's describe. basically it's basically you know those like nuts that are in a shell, and then you just bite them out of the shell. Okay. Mm. Yes. Which mm. actor plays you in the film about your life? Paul Dano. He's cool. Oh yeah. I like him. Okay. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? This is boring, but flying. That's not boring. Stop reacting to his answers. We said we would. You vowed that we wouldn't do that. <laughs> whose uh, whose turtle was featured in Dusky Paradise, and where is he now? Uh, a person I don't know, and he was uh, actually it's a she, and she was picked from I think twenty others, and we decided to choose the slowest one because we thought that would help us shoot her scenes easily, but it. <laughs> It that, didn't make things easy at all. That wasn't a one uh, one one word uh, answer. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. No, that's uh, we're all, she she was slow and it didn't make the movie. Yeah, we're all breaking rules here. Um, all right, last last question for you. Uh, as as I explained to you before, Gregory, and the reason we're uh, talking about Dusky Paradise 
uh, is because we help people take back movie night. Uh, the average person would waste 115 hours a year just looking for a movie to watch. So uh, we ask ourselves, we ask you, um, what is one movie or one film, as Lyndon would, would make sure I say, uh, what is one film that you uh, would recommend to our listeners to help them take back movie night? Um, it's a film that I rewatched recently, um, and it's um, I was just blown away um, just watching it again. I, I remember really liking it the first time, but the second time really blew me away. And I guess uh, um, there's a little uh, connection to Dusk of Paradise because it's only uh, three actors in the film, and it's it just absolutely I, I love it a lot. It's uh, Ex Machina. Oh, oh gosh, God. that's so good. We've done, we film. did an episode on that before. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Such yeah, such a yeah. great film. I just I just rewatched it and I thought, um, yeah, shit, that's a really good film. Yeah, oh, so good. I <laughs> such love a good, that one. yeah, actually a good compare because it is it's it's a it's has three characters, but at no point does it ever slow or I mean it's intense Absolutely. the whole time. Absolutely. I mean, a, a little more intense than Dusky Paradise, but a know, little more. Uh, a little more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. So, uh, I guess, final question. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, Twitter, it's uh, Greg Kershaw, I think, at Greg Kershaw. And um, on Instagram, it's Mr. Kershaw. So, it's Mr. Kershaw. And Kershaw with a double H and a double F. Great. Well, Down the Hall Podcast is your newest follower. We just found you. So that that was that was accurate information. I can I can verify. <laughs> he might have lied. Yeah. We always do tests. Unless unless there's a very uh, a very convincing person out there who's imitating your your profile. I think we found you. It has a dusky paradise picture and everything. So Yes, and and I did just receive a notification and you're oh. gonna get it back. Oh wow. This is wow, this was yeah. definitely Real-time this is a beneficial breaking news. Very beneficial big interview for us. Big moment for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome great uh well we again we appreciate everything you know you've done by joining us today um we greatly enjoyed dusky paradise as we've said many times here in this episode uh we do hope that that this uh you know extends the amount of people who are going to watch this and, and you know really enjoy it with us um but uh unless rodney or Lennon has anything left i think we can probably let you go enjoy spain enjoy <laughs> enjoy spain that i am terribly jealous of I'm I'm not going to enjoy it that much because uh, today is a big. I'm a big football fan, and today my my team is playing against the relegation, and uh, it's it's a tough day for me actually. So so I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous. I'm 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 on the edge. Mm. Try and en- try and enjoy that with a beer or two. I will. I will. <laughs> and then just remember, there's a lovely pool and a lovely setting that you're you're in. <laughs> so if it doesn't work out, other things have worked out. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you. And to our listeners, you can always find us at Down the Hall Guys on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, also, you know, you can go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, where you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us to watch. Be sure to follow Gregory on social media. Look out for his upcoming projects, as well as joining us in watching Dusky Paradise this week as the movie night pick of the week.